I guess the name recognition of the Karate Kid was so great and there was so much nostalgia. People were like, oh, and they knew it was from the Cobra Kai side. And I think that's what made it really yeah. cool. If, if it would have been Miyagi-Do, not saying it wouldn't have worked. I just think it would have been a little less. But because it was through Cobra Kai, people were like, oh, that's gonna, that's different and it's got to be cool. So people said, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. And when we did that first trailer, through the roof. In this episode, we talk with Caleb Pinkett. Caleb is one of the fastest rising and most influential producers in Hollywood, and one of the producers of YouTube's premium hit, Cobra Kai. As the head of Overbrook Film and Television, which is a production home of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, Caleb has helped launch Netflix's breakout hit, To All the Boys I Loved Before, and the feature film, I Am Legend. This is Creative Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data, and creativity meet. Here's your host, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. Welcome back to the Creative Disruption. I'm super excited about this episode because I am a huge fan of Cobra Kai. <laughs> you watched that? Oh the, yeah, oh I, yeah. I binged I, it one night. Listen, <laughs> absolutely. Listen, like seriously, <laughs> like YouTube has tried I didn't so think much. I was going to. I wasn't expecting because I like the Karate Kid, but like. I wasn't obsessed with it, but my wife and I, we literally watched the entire series in one night. It was, we watched it quick. Like YouTube's made content before on premium and I'm like, this is not even the same, you know, atmosphere, stratosphere, you know, like yeah. Cobra Kai was outside of the box thinking. Um, and I really, really loved the way that they delivered it. And I, I found myself, I binge watched it. I literally lost, you know, a day of just watching the whole thing, which was, which was awesome. Um, now you have a theory about, Karate Kid here, right? Specifically Cobra Kai. Oh, is it Cobra Kai? Is it a Cobra Kai theory? Yeah, my theory, I mean, look, I don't think it's super controversial, but I think basically they got a lot of kids that were picked on that were somewhat bullied. And Okay, wait, wait, wait. Were you ever bullied in school? I'm not going to admit. Yes, a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit, though. Okay. And, and basically, you know, um, turn them into bullies. And, and, and I think it's an awesome show. <laughs> It was cool. So, so there's a YouTube video that's been floating around for uh -huh. quite a few years. And the first time that I watched it, is I think Matthew Turner that actually made this video. It has right. like 9 million views or something. And it actually states that. It says, Daniel was the bully. And I'm like, no, Daniel, Daniel wasn't the bully. So I watched this, this video. And guess who actually punched first in every one of the, 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 the situations? After that first encounter, who, who punched first? I'm going to guess Daniel. Daniel did. <laughs> 100 percent but it was a time where he, like someone was like using the restroom and like he like sprayed water on them too, exactly right? <laughs> like he's minding his own business i think he was like rolling something to smoke to make him a lot more peaceful <laughs> 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 but but what happened what happened like yeah so daniel definitely was the bully there um but you know watching watching cobra kai and i'm really i, I gotta ask this question when we bring uh, caleb on yeah. Um, is was that the inspiration for the script? Because ultimately, the video that was three years ago was literally breaking down what the storyline of Cobra Kai, which I just love. So, so, so. Are you saying like with Cobra Kai that basically they did what Mr. Miyagi did, but at scale? Like with a variety <laughs> of people? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> oh, well, it, Ricky, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. We have with us, you know, the producer of Cobra Kai, yeah. Caleb Pickett. Yes, sir. And, and, and um, the president of Overbrook? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. 
It's really cool. Now, I watched a YouTube video just the other day, probably a couple months ago, uh-huh. um, where uh, your brother-in-law, Will, uh-huh. Will Smith, uh, basically did a little vlog explaining how you got into the uh-huh. industry. And I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Um, after the end of that video, I'm like, man, I, one day I want to meet this Caleb guy because like he has what it takes. Like seriously, like you're doing, you're disrupting the industry in so many different ways. <laughs> but you did it from the very beginning, you know. And what did it all start with? Boxing, and it was like, hey, you gotta get in shape or whatever it was. And- yeah, yeah. You know, it really, it that's really how it happened. Will at the time was. Um, very regimented and and like we you know life has to you got to be disciplined and you know you got to work and you got to gain you know and I had these ideas for movies and I pitched them and he was like yeah yeah those are cool I think <laughs> I think that's a good idea but um you're if you're gonna if I'm gonna work with you you gotta get in shape and I was like what <laughs> like what the fuck does that I'm sorry <laughs> I was like what does that have to do with being with doing movies. And he said, no, it has everything to do because I need to know you have the mental capacity to handle your body telling you to quit when you know you want something. If you can do wow. that, that's the Will key to life. We'd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be his best friends. I get fired immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know that's 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 how it went. That vi- that video did all right. I was like, I, no, I was surprised how many views that got. I was like, oh my god. No, but did you read the comments? Like, I, I I'm one that I actually go through the comments. I want to see what people are really ah uh, yeah 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 yeah. And like literally, like Hollywood's known for nepotism, right? It's right. Like, oh my my great grand godchild is going to be the next movie star or whatever right. it is. But that didn't happen in your case. I mean, you have no. a, a very popular sister and oh, yeah. a very popular brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And like, well, no, you ain't gonna give you nothing. Oh, you gotta yeah. Go work for it. Yeah, Jada's, Jada is the worst with that. Let me tell you, she does not, like, that is, she is not going to give you anything. She's like, everything you'll have to earn because everybody's gonna assume and think that you were given everything just because of your last name and because you're my brother. There's nothing you can do except be good at your job. So when they meet you and deal with you, they say, well, maybe they didn't just give him some. Maybe he read a couple of things, right? Because you you know what you're talking about and there's a passion for it and they see it. And, you know, in families, it's a lot of the stuff is not too far. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not an accident like that LeBron's son wants to play <laughs> basketball. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, like I mean, there's there's things where people, Archie Manning, Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? Right, right. You got the right. Watts brothers, like all of them. Right, right. The Watts, even <laughs> even Clay Matthews, his family. Like like there's families, you know, kind of gravitate around the same thing. It's not always, it's not an exact science, but it's, you know, it's similar. And, you know, our Jada and I, our father was ex- was extremely talented and into the arts and stuff. So I think that's where we naturally got it. And, you know, it just all went from there. But you are more a marketing mind. I mean, when I was going through it, I'm like, like I'm, I'm a person that's behind the scenes. Like right. I'm literally helping different creators, brands, projects, whatever it may be. And, and I'm able to see patterns and marketing and so on and so forth. When I was watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could literally see your handiwork in the, the projects that you are. And I went on after that video, and this is well before this podcast, well before we actually had you on as a guest, I went on your IMDb and I was like blown away 
of where you got your start, yeah. how you were able to do it. And, and realistically, it followed the timeline with that video. I'm like, <laughs> is that really accurate? Come on. Right. Is that just, is that just staged? <laughs> but no, like you were literally hustling to make things work. And I think you were going above and beyond what most people would do because you had all these famous people that you're surrounded by, but you had to break out on your own. Yes, sir. And you know, it's still, it's still that way. Um, everything, you know, that I, if you notice a lot of the things that, 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 Overbrook is doing and within the past two years and all the way up to now, we'll just use Cobra Kai since you guys are talking about it. All that was done without my sister or Will doing anything. Sure. Neither one of them promoted it on their Instagrams or anything. Nobody said, go watch this. None of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, and it wasn't, that's, that's it's, it's by design. Not that I couldn't. I say, hey, Jada, can you do this? Of course. Right. Will, can you do it? Yeah. But it's, Everybody's going to assume any any success or anything I get is because of them. And, oh, yeah, your brother-in-law did that. You know, so it's like you could check it. They didn't say anything. And the show still did well. So it stands on its own as a quality project. And as you guys, you know, we're, we're talking, I think, you know, those those types of things. And now and it won't be with everything. There's things that I'll be like, hey, you know, shout this certain things, because in our world, Social media is the new world. That's how yeah. people get their news. More people get their news from YouTube than CNN. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, it's, so, so, so because of that, it's like you, if you want to reach the masses, you have to do it through some social media um, platform, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, yeah. uh, whatever, whatever that is. Now I heard, I heard a rumor and I don't know if this is true or not, but did you have to actually convince your brother-in-law to get on Instagram? Was that, is that, like, is that, is that truth? <laughs> well, it's, it, it is in the sense it, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. I won't take, take that credit, but, but Will was like, you know, Cause Will's an old school movie star, like right. you know the kind where you don't do any TV because the people can see you for free. They're not gonna go see your <laughs> movies. You don't promote anything like a Pepsi or some tires because it you can't, right? Right? Because you can't have your brand attached to anything because that's who they're gonna think. Oh, there's there's the Pepsi guy, right? So movie stars, especially in the United States, as the point that you made. They wouldn't, right? And they had to keep it so that mystery thing so you can, so you'll go see the movie. Mm -hmm. But social media blew all of that out the water. The people started saying, no, 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 no. I want to know you for real. I want to see what you like when you get up in the morning. I want to see who's in your house. I want to know what you think about certain things. Well, then maybe we don't, whatever that is. But people wanted that, that, that insight. And you saw what The Rock was doing. You saw what Kevin Hart was doing. And if you look at it, The Rock and Kevin Hart really moved to the forefront Absolutely. as far as actors, right? Mm -hmm. And became movie stars through, <laughs> not through their social media, but their social media helped sustain it. They were able to sure. wrangle their fans. If, they, if that, you know what I mean? Sure. And Will was looking like, yo, that's like, it's a new world. Like, okay. And we all, you know, we, we do a lot of reading and studying and in life it's evolve or die. Anything that's not growing is dying, period. You know what I mean? So Will was like, well, I'm not dead yet. And I'm looking at this and Will, and Will was like, and Will loves making content. He loves, hey, he's a creator. he loves, yes, yeah. he's a creator. So it gave him a chance to make something new every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Make jokes like that stuff he does, that scaring Scotty thing. Will does that to everybody. Like he's always been that 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 type of person. Now he could videotape it and people get to see that side of him, you know, and it 
with it, and it was just great for a lot of a lot of people. Will's also a very big. He's very inspirational. He always would call me in the morning. Hey, love this. He calls me love. He's like, yo, love. This is what I'm thinking. You know, we got to do this in life. You got to do this. You got to, you know, just whatever that is. Now he can do it and give it to <coughs> 10 yeah. million people, and their lives improve. So it was for him. It was like the That's greatest awesome. thing ever. No, I, I love it. And I love the content too, because then there's other creators and I'm going to mention one that I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't, but Mario Lopez did a, a, a vlog and mm-hmm. it was like so disconnected. Um, it was very heavily produced. <coughs> they had multiple cameras getting into their family. I'm like, this is not real. Like I, I had a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like A-list celebrities and, and other celebrities, they just don't get the social world. They don't right. get it. But Will's content and, and Overbook too. I mean, it's just like, you guys understand more what the viewer wants and and you're providing that you know authentic look and i think cobra kai is like a perfect example of that yeah. it's like seriously like it's it's one of those cult classic type things karate kid is oh, yeah. and and but cobra kai takes it to a level that you're literally confirming all the theories that were out there that daniel was a bully you know he like, is to johnny <laughs> he is to johnny yeah yeah one thousand percent you know, so so did, how did that all come up? Like with, with the um, scripts and stuff. Who who who? Uh, so John John Josh and Hayden, they're they're they are our, our showrunners, and they um they I they are repped at CAA as 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 we are. And I got a call. Would I like to hear a pitch on a project called Cobra Kai? And I said, I love you know. Is it? I said this is obviously connected to the Karate Kid. And the agent was like, yeah, yeah. And, and my agent, Elizabeth, said, yeah, yeah, um, I don't, I don't want to ruin the pitch, but it's basically you pick up with the original bully. I think his name was Johnny. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, and she's like, and um, you're 30 years later. And basically he thinks his life is hell because Daniel LaRusso cheated him in the All Valley Tournament. And I was like, you know what, Liz? That's fucking sorry. I was like, that's freaking brilliant. You know what I mean? And she was like, oh, I said, you didn't ruin the pitch at all. I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Because what I always look for in stories is, is the emotion, relatability, the thing that somebody, no matter what ethnicity they are or what language they speak, can understand that. If you think somebody cheated you and that's the reason why your life isn't what it could be, it's so emotionally right people just would gravitate to it. And then you make it funny. Every channel he was turning to, Daniel LaRusso's videos exactly. are up. He's driving down the street. There's a Daniel the, LaRusso billboard. The billboard it's like, like, like he, it's come on. You know what I mean? Like who hasn't felt like the world or God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, is sticking it to you, right? And the whole show was on a guy that's basically getting it stuck to him and decides enough of this. I'm going to recreate the thing that gave me power. And we're going to take that guy down. And I was like, that's fantastic. And what's great is he learns so much along the way. You know what I mean? Like, like he's, he, the Johnny character. I love that character so much because I'm, I'm, I'm into that kind of raw, like, Danny McBride style comedy. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Like it's, when the guy thinks, you know, takes himself so serious and, and, you know, is in it and is just hilarious. I just, I, I, I love it. And, you know, um, Billy Zapka, who plays Johnny Lawrence, is just great at it. And, yeah. it, you know, and it's and people are responding. I'm, I was really shocked at the level of response. You know what I mean? Like I get approached when people because we have these our, our jackets, Cobra Kai jackets. And anytime I wear that jacket, people are like, hey, I, 
do you work with that show or anything? <laughs> and I was like, and they were cause like, where'd you get the jacket? And I'm like, no, I'm on the show. Oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm the producer. Oh my God, I love it. Either me and my wife love, like it's yeah. always that kind of thing, you know? And everybody's like, I can't wait for season two. And I'm like, you're gonna, if you love season one, season two is gonna blow it out the water. I'm telling you, it's so cool. Well, I, 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 I can't those things were, I think, I think, you know, your, your brother-in-law will be happy to hear this and inspire me to want to work out again through mixed martial arts. Yeah, so, like, which is my favorite thing. I no, love no, the USC. Cause, Cause this is the thing, like right after I watched it, I geeked out on YouTube and I went through all these different rabbit holes about karate. <laughs> and I, I looked at my old style, which was like called, it was like this Hawaiian, like weird street fighting leg style called Kajikimbo. Kajikimbo is yeah, like that, that, some type of that I learned in like this really hoduck, you know, redneck town in, in Utah <laughs> as a kid. I was like, I was like eight or nine. And, and I always remembered it. And I just like looked it up. And I just started like, like studying it. I was like, man. And my wife's like, you know, if you got into fighting, that'd be hot. I'm like, okay, done. I'm, I'm going to go do this. But, but, but no, I mean, it's such, it's seriously one of those, one of those shows that was just super cool, super, I mean, nostalgic. But um, my biggest question is, why did you guys decide to go with YouTube Red or now Premium? Because yes, YouTube's huge. There's, there's, you know, billions of viewers on YouTube. Right. Um, but this could have easily resided on any yeah. other. Well, flopped. Oh, one thousand or, 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 or done resigned. well any on yeah. any other platform. So why did you guys go and take the risk with um, YouTube Red? Listen, that was so at the time the studio Sony, the television guys, which are my my guys. I love those guys. They were calling me, um, Caleb. You are killing the potential for this show. <laughs> why? Are you? Because 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 here and here is here is here is my thing. YouTube offered to go straight to series in the room. And now I've always been taught, take yes for an answer. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, yes, uh, let me think about it. No, 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 no. And I knew, and we went, we also went to other streaming platforms and they were all, I don't know if I can say their names or whatever, but they were like, um, we want to do script first and then we'll decide, go to pilot, then we'll see. And this and then I was like, no. And Sony was like, well, Caleb, I think you should really consider because, you know, this platform is the biggest thing out there. They're going to pay. It's going to be great. Let's just do the make the guys tell the guys to do the script. Hopefully it goes to serious. And I told the guys they called me, John, Josh and Hayden. They were like, Caleb, we're getting pressured. Like we what do you want to do? I said, we're going to YouTube Red. I know it's the smaller one. I know it's the 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 one that people it, it who knows. I said, but. They want it. And they nope. give it love. Yes. I said, nobody else wants it like that. I said, because all those platforms got money coming out the yin-yang, and none of them wanted to go straight to series. They want to test the water. Yeah. Cool then. Now you now now they're all like, oh, well, <laughs> I heard I heard YouTube said they're gonna stop doing um um uh, uh scripted <laughs> stuff. So you know, if they let it go, call us. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and it's like, like it's just it 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 worked out. And I heard because I, you know, I know a lot of people over, over at Netflix and I've spoken with a lot of big people over there and they, you know, they, they were, they used to say their biggest worry was YouTube because YouTube is the only um, platform, streaming platform that's in more countries than they were. So they were like, that would be the only one that we would be nervous about. And, and you're like, uh-huh. And I said, <laughs> and I was like, that's where you go. You know what I mean? Like, like you, it's, it. 
let's see, let's see what they do with it. Cause again, nobody else wanted to go straight to series. And I was like, these guys work so hard. How am I going to tell them you might get paid? Yeah. I want to be like, right. no, 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 you're getting paid. We say yes, we're in, you know what I mean? And it, and, and it, and you know, God, it was, um, you know, it worked out. I just, it was, it was a, it was a, a gamble. Yes, it was, but it worked. So, you know, <laughs> my, my question awesome. is, it's like, okay, so you're, you, you chose someone and a platform that is going to get out to more people. Yes. Right. And, and you like most people in this industry wouldn't do that. They're like, no, we want the safer bet. Oh yeah. The safer bet is to go with a bigger studio, yeah. bigger, you know, you know, let's do a Netflix or yeah. whatever. But, but you, decided to go that that way mm -hmm. um what what did you do like priming up social media or anything to prepare for the because it's all about marketing yes. it's, it's about distribution and getting people you know eyeballs being aware of it well what was great was because it was youtube they're they're already plugged in like they got you know they do their analytics and you know people like this and the age from this number to this at this certain time of night and they eat french fries and pizza and this is what they're gonna want and then the ones that are having broccoli and chicken they're gonna have this like they got every damn thing like honestly i was like yo this shit i was like yo y'all might be the devil i was like how the hell do you have all of this information and what's funny is they kind of laugh just like that <laughs> so caleb like we said this is you know this is the thing but they they just strategically placed certain small snippets but what happened was the 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 I guess the name recognition of the Karate Kid was so great and there was so much nostalgia. People were like, oh, and they knew it was from the Cobra Kai side. And I think that's what made it really yeah. cool. If, if it would have been Miyagi-Do, not saying it wouldn't have worked. I just think it would have been a little less. But because it was through Cobra Kai, people were like, oh, that's gonna, that's different and it's got to be cool. So people said, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. And when we did that first trailer... Through the roof. Once yeah. the people saw that, that was it. I, I was, and you guys broke records on that. Yeah. Too. That was like on the trailer alone. I'm like, yo, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I was just like, please, let's deliver. Please, let's deliver. <laughs> what, what records did they break? Oh, like from a trailer driven no. off of off of a um, streaming platform is like the highest trailer ever. Yeah. Watched. And it was it wow. was also like within a certain amount of time because that's because they do that, too. Like, oh, within the first 12 hours, 24 hours, you stream like this. You know, it was it's similar to what studios do with opening weekend. You make 20 million. They'll say, OK, times three, you're going to tap out around 60. You know, so I guess it's the same sort of math that they use okay if you had these many views within 24 we're betting we'll get to here and you know there's 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 that so yeah i just pulled it up it's uh 46 million video views on the trailer itself i mean that that's crazy yeah that is crazy i know i watched at least that five times <laughs> well it's good no it was really good and and like the storyline was really good um and i thought you know what this is like when i watched it i'm like okay YouTube is getting serious. I mean, they have YouTube TV and, and they're wanting to get higher production value. Yeah. This one actually uh, proved that, that it could be done. You left me hanging because I thought Daniel and Johnny were going to be friends at the very end. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it was just there. It was like I was a hug and everything and it just all fell apart very it, quickly. And here's the thing. <laughs> it's like, see, I'm dating myself. I just I just turned 39 yesterday. So I have my 39th birthday. And so I'm dating myself with this. It's like Tony and Angela. Once they get together, the show's over. Yeah, it's done. You can't, it's over you can't, you can't do that. They always, you have to get, ah. <laughs> you know, just, just almost there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 
No, I, I love it. So let's let's kind of shift gears because like this isn't just an episode about Cobra Kai, right? Um, but it's like literally you, Overbrook. I truly believe is one of the uh, one of the companies that's really disrupting Hollywood because mm-hmm. um, you're doing things differently and it, you're doing it a different approach than most studios. And most studios they they have a whole bunch of history and they have a whole bunch of you know employees and so on and so forth. Um, you're taking a, a different approach, and and the way that I look at it, it's a lot of your leadership style of how you're actually gauging which projects to do. It's like mm-hmm. Cobra Pi, Kai is a perfect example. You're like, oh yeah, like they said yes, and yes, they're delivering to more countries. Why wouldn't we want to be on that platform versus another one? Mm-hmm. Kind of give us some of your philosophies of business and how you look at projects and how you look ahead because you're you're literally looking ahead of how to stay afloat, right? Right, and 1,000%. And, you know, for me, like I said, with projects, it's always about the human emotion. That's the first thing. Can Do I feel it? Not understand it, but do I feel it? Because you can understand things that you don't emotionally connect to, and, that's, and that isn't interesting. But once you feel it, it could be as simple as anything. You know what I mean? But if you feel it, it's, it's, it just weighs more on you. So I always look for that first. And then, you know, our, you know, our, our, the way, the way that I'm trying to build the, as I call it, Overbrook 2.0 is it's a lot smaller. There's only four of us, right? Um, I'm really close. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm really close with all of, with all of my, my, my team. And we're trying to just do, take what we, what, what our predecessors have done and then revamp it into this into this new world. You know what I mean? And we're and we're still trying. Like we're building. We're gonna start building our Overbrook um, um, social media pages more. We'll start posting more things from set. Like this year, we're making four movies and a TV show. Like it's never been this busy. Never. You know what and I mean? You have four employees, which everybody else oh. if they're doing that. They have hundreds. Yes. And let me tell you, each we're gone all year. Nobody will be in the office except my boss. James Lasseter, he'll be there. And JL says, I love that. When there's nobody in this office but me, I know we're working. You know what I mean? And it's like, and that's and that's true. That's and and we're we we are out there. We're shooting, we have a movie, we're doing Bad Boys 3, we're doing Uptown Saturday Night, we're doing two movies, we're doing um uh To All the Boys. We did a movie on Netflix that did really well. So they wanted to do both movies. They want to shoot two more movies back to back. And then we have a movie in Boston with um, Paramount called Bounty. And then Cobra Kai comes back for season three. Wow. So all 2019 is booked up. And I'm like, how, how did we even get you here today? I mean, if no, 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 because I don't, I, I don't, I leave, I leave Sunday <laughs> to go to Atlanta to start. Lucky. No, yeah. but, but what I love though is, and this is what I did a little bit of research on and I knew that you had a lean crew and it yeah. was, it was over bloated before. Oh yeah. Brought it down. But you're, you're treating it like a startup. Like yeah. you're literally in startup mode and, even though that you're not, it's just you have that lean and you have the philosophies of no, like we don't need so many people. We just need to make sure we enlist the right people helping us. That's right? right. All you need is the right people. You don't need a lot because when you have too much, even you can have great people, but they they can't really. It's like being everybody stuck in a room. It's like nobody can really do that. And you know what I mean? And having having the less employees, it's easier for me to manage. I can talk to each one. And they each have different skills that they bring to the table. So we all complement each other. I always date myself again. Call it like Voltron. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I love Voltron. <laughs> like, no, you ain't <laughs> faster. Huh? Having less people. Yes. Just 1,000%. 1,000%. And they got more responsibility. So now they feel more empowered because you're on set by yourself. 
Caleb is coming in for a day, three days, a week maximum on this project because he's doing this one. So you got to be there now. You're going to sink or swim, baby. And that's and that's and listen, I much rather have that. I much rather know that you can't do it or instead of keeping you on payroll and always wondering if you can. But you never get the shot because there's so many people. Right. right? It's like like like, no, 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 no. I want I want you. And I believe, you know, it's weight. It's like weightlifting. You want to you want a little bit weight that just makes you go and that's how it grows you don't want too much where you can't lift it so i don't ever do that so i'll always come in and i'll help with my you know uh newer producers and be there always there to answer questions handle the big things for them like i'm not going to make them talk to the studio head or talk to you know what i mean because there might be a little because it could be any issue and they're like oh my god they yelled at me they said this you know you don't want you don't want any of that that's that's that could be too much weight but just getting used to being on set, dealing with people. I have a philosophy of how I like people treated on my sets and like how you are to act and conduct yourself with people because this whole industry is about people. If you don't, if everything is about the project and I don't care how you feel, let's go, go, go. And, well, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You, you could get number one. You could have the movie that It'll works work once, but it won't work the second time. Nobody's going to want to come back and work for you. Right. And if they do, they're only doing it for the money. So now you're not getting the best out of them. So my, my, <laughs> right. so my right. question, so that philosophy, like you started at the bottom, right? And oh, you man. worked, you worked your way up. I was a driver. Is, and isn't that, isn't that, isn't that the reason why you have the philosophy today is because you work with people like that. And you're like, I, there's no way I'm going to work with that. I don't care oh, what money it is. I've, I've had the, 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 it's a blessing to be with, I was on Will's hip for so long where I, and he wouldn't allow me to talk of any of that stuff in meetings, but I got to see different, some of the biggest directors, producers, writers in the world, studio heads. And some of them are really great people and others are less. And I saw the ones I did not want to be like, I don't care how much money you have, right? If people, if people don't like you, the hell is that? <laughs> I, I'd much rather make less money and people are like, that's my dude. If Caleb ever needs me to work on a movie, I'm there for that guy. Rather than, yeah, his movies work, but he's a dick. I hate that guy. Like, I just don't want that reputation. You know, I just, I just, I just don't, you know, and you know, that's, that could be a fault of my own to where somebody will say, well, you'll never have this amount. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just like, I, I just applied to all forms of leadership. I think all leadership could learn that. Right. And do that better. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard because, you know, once you're on a set and you're working and, you know, things are hectic and, you know, and when you manage a set, because a producer's job is people management, you, that's your first job on set. And then it's the story and the actors and all of that. But if your crew is unhappy, if people aren't, you, you gotta, you gotta worry about that because... It's going to destroy everything that's in front of the camera because the first lesson I learned was nothing matters except between action and cut. Yes. Right up until it doesn't. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly right. And it's and and so you have to you have to you have to do both things. You have to make sure the movie's coming out great, but also be 100 percent there for the people with any issues and try to listen and then figure out ways to help, you know, and it's not always easy. You got some people just rude and just mean people. And you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's just, it's part of the job. Oh, so you've, you've done a lot of disruption in this industry. <laughs> And, 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 and it sounds like, you know, I mean, you should write a business book. Processes <laughs> and, and, you know, morale and all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, the title of his book, don't be a dick. <laughs> right, right, Absolutely. Right. That's a good title. Right, That's right, so right, true right, though. Right. <laughs> Where do you see things happening? 
Like, like what's next with content? Like, I mean, where is there going to be more disruption? It's really just in the types of things that we start making. See, here's the beauty about streaming services is that now, because studios have a certain thing that they always, they, they have to make a certain amount of money and they don't want to be, they don't want to offend or do anything that's offensive. So that's why you'll have like, they won't do a movie that talk like about a preacher or something, right? It's very, very rare. They're more Oscar sort of bait, something they won't do those things. But see now with streaming, you can do movies that are actually, as I always say, a little bit more about something in the sense where they make people think. You gotta have shoot 'em up, fun, sexy, all of that. It's candy, great, we love it, we all love that. But we also, as humans, look for stuff just a little bit deeper sometimes. Sometimes we, 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 we don't even know that's what we're looking for because I always say, the only reason why we tell stories is to learn what either to do or what not to do. It's the only reason. Only reason why humans started telling stories. The kid lies and they say, oh, let me tell you the story about the boy that cried wolf, right? Because <laughs> there's a lesson, right? Like if you continue to lie, people will not believe you. And then when you really need them, they won't be there for you and your life can be in danger. So don't lie because lying can essentially kill you. That's the point of that story. You know what I mean? If you look at any fairy tale stories, there are always lessons about life. So in what I want to do is make more content that have lessons about life that people can enjoy and then be like, damn, that's, that's freaking interesting. You know what I mean? Like, like that, like I want, I want to do things like that, but also the candy and the fun and that too, because I got that side, but I, I definitely want to make more time and more projects and content that are a little bit more thought provoking than that actually aid you in your life, you know, besides just making you laugh or think something is cool or want to buy a car or something, you know? So would you consider yourself a creative? I mean... Oh, 1,000%. I write. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to start directing. I think I'm, I'm going to direct my first movie uh, next year. Um, it's a movie that I wrote that I, I just, I just, I want to get into it because I just love storytelling and I'm, and anybody that's worked with me, <laughs> they will all tell you extremely opinionated and very, you know what I mean? So they're like, you know, so, so like, I know that's where I want to go. And I just, you know, it'll be, it's just another learning process. You know, I'll have to learn it and, and get it and, and go and, and, you know, hopefully I can make something that's halfway decent so I can get another shot, you know, and just just continue. But that's that's what I would really like to do. So I guess the end of directing would be the place where I'll do a little bit disrupting, as you guys put it. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, so a couple things. Um, there's a lot of creators that are here in Hollywood and <laughs> L.A. and so on and so forth. And they, they move here just so they can get their shot. And mm -hmm. they, they start like at some studio doing whatever. Um, however, there's other platforms like like YouTube, for example, where people are literally being discovered from all around the world with just different talents that they have, whatever it may be. What advice would you give people that are looking to start out? You know, what what would you give them knowing both sides a little bit? I would say be 100% disciplined, right? Because Isn't that the same thing? That's the same advice that yeah. Will gave you. But but it's the truth because because whatever path you choose, it's going to be hard work. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to give hours, you're going to be away from family, people you love. You just it's going to it's going to take that like you can't be lazy with it and just and just think oh well i don't have to put that much time cuz i'm really good at it okay 
You know what I mean? So first be disciplined. But after that, that, sh that should just come just with basic, you know, um, uh, with, with just the basic, with the starter package. Hopefully you have that button. But then find what you actually love. What's the thing that you would do for free? What's the thing that you would do and still have a day job because you love it like that? Look for that. Don't go into something just for money because that, that will not sustain you. You will hate it. You'll be like, it ain't worth it. They don't pay me enough. You know what I mean? And it, it's like, like, so make sure that you love what you're going into and just say you don't know, really. You just know you want to be in an entertainment business or something, but you don't know exactly what it is. Fine. Take a job somewhere and it will find you. If you're in the right area, it will find you. You'll, you'll start finding where you, your interests are and you'll, and you'll start going that path. Like me, I started off, I started off as acting, but what was interesting was I, I much rather create than act, right? Now acting is more glamorous. You get to be in front of the camera. All the girls know you. You make more money, all this cool stuff. You could be Creed and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I actually enjoy the creating more, being behind it, coming up with the ideas, fighting for them, shooting it, seeing if we can get that performance. Oh, my God, you got me with that. Yes. You know, I like that. You know what I mean? So I... I moved towards producing and writing more. And then I, that's, and recently I discovered in the past, you know, two years um, that I really want to direct. And it was funny, like five years ago, we were doing a movie, we were doing um, a pre-production on a film that we didn't make called American Can. And Lee Daniels was going to direct it. And I remember we were, me and Lee, I, I had to go to Louisiana with Lee for, for a week. We'd go around meeting people, all that, because we were producing and he was directing. And we went to lunch. And I'll never forget because during the day, I'm talking to people, doing stuff, and Lee didn't say nothing. He's just watching me, just watching me. I didn't think he liked me. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so we go to lunch, and he's just sitting there across the table, and he's looking at me. And he goes, you know what, Caleb? And I'm like, uh oh, here it come. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this movie, all this. You know, that's what I'm thinking. He goes, you're not a producer. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, what did I do wrong? How am I not a producer? I'm not a producer. What am I, right? And he goes, you're a director. And I said, what? I said, nah, Lee. He said, huh. mark my words, boy. He said, the way you talk to people, the way you talk about stories, and I was just watching you. He says, you're a director. I said, nah, I can't have that. I don't want the headache. He said, he said uh-huh, mark my words. And I swear. And it, two years ago when it hit me, I bust out loud. I was like, Lee was right. So you put that seed in there? Yeah, he just said he knew it. He said, I can look at you. That's what you are. He says, don't worry. It, you're going to find it. Because at that time, I was like, no way. Hell no, I'm going to be no director. <laughs> and now I'm like, go. you know what? I think I, <laughs> I, think I may want to try it. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, he, he sure did. He was the one. Let's let's talk about brands integrating with content. Like, okay. literally, at the end of the day, we have to make money, right? Yes, and there's several ways you can make money. Brand integrations in products. Yes. You know, like like Cobra Kai. Yes. Like, what, like what was interesting about... Projects like that and other projects you've done, working with brands, um, how has that helped you with your project and how has it hurt you as well? Well, it only hurts if it's obvious, right? Audiences hate, oh, okay, here you go, <laughs> selling me damn, you know, you're trying to sell me this thing. But if it's organic, right? If it's just in the scene normal. So we did Annie and we got a lot of um, products from Whirlpool, right? 
but they're just in the back. You don't notice, but if you notice, you'll see it, but it's not like, there's Whirlpool, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, go do the dishes with the Whirlpool. Right, right, right. It wasn't, it wasn't that. So like for, for me, I don't mind any product placement because the world is filled with it. Just right. look around this studio. There's, well, there's everything. It looks, you know it looks I mean? funny if you make up goofy products. Right. You know, like the little fake logos and all that stuff. Right. Because everybody notices it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it just needs to be, don't have it there, but don't pay attention to it the way you would in real life. Mm. I know what bottle this is. I don't need to just keep. <laughs> Mick, is it is it in front? Okay, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, like 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 that that because that's not real. People know you you barely pick up a bot and the, and the logo is perfectly centered in the camera. It's placed right. Eh, eh, come on, you well, know. I think it's a win win too. Is because you know we have data that shows that it's not only just better for the content, it's better for the brand too. Yeah. Like if, if the brand is too bold, you know, in a series or in a film. It's not going to be helpful, right? If anything, it's going to be backlash. Yeah, I, I look at I look at the best example of brand integration is is ET yep. with Reese's Pieces. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm telling you right oh, now, sure. like like they went to M and M's first off, you know, and say, hey, we want a heavy beat. No, 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 we don't want to do that. You know, that's kind of dumb, mm -hmm. whatever. But you look at the the literally uh, the um, acceleration of the of Reese's Pieces after that. I know that's when I started eating them. Yeah. I mean, and I, as you can see, I haven't stopped. <laughs> I but no, but, but seriously, it was like perfect brand integration. It was a part but of the story. It's part of it, but it's also, it's a kid with candy. What is more organic than that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, and I'll tell you the truth. I'm, again, Goonies. Sloth love chunk. Baby Ruth. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it was oh. funny. Oh, yeah. They used it in a funny way, but it worked. You know what I mean? And you couldn't be more obvious than holding it and saying it and shaking it like that. But nobody cared because it was organic to the piece. It was funny. All of that. Humor covers everything. You got any mistakes in story, any mistakes in anything you're doing. If something is funny, all is forgiven. It's all, it's all, all forgiven. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, like seriously, what I love about the direction you're going is you're all hustling. You're all making it work. You're you're going different directions, getting all these projects done. I'm really looking forward to Cobra Kai, like this, season two. Like I really, and you said it was like off the hook. Is there anything it's ridiculous? Anything that you could share with us without? Yeah, because um, if you watched in the season one, you know who's back. Yep. So we have Crease. And he, he's like the the best <laughs> villain ever. He is. He's like the seriously. Best. And let me tell you, Marty is the nicest, <laughs> sweetest man. You would be like, how are you so evil and conniving as a character? And then so, cut. <laughs> hey, Caleb, how are you? <laughs> how was your weekend? Is it you okay? So good to see you. Stay in such good shape. You know, like, he's that guy. You know what I mean? Just the sweetest, nicest guy. But then when they say action, boom, he's he like, turns it on. And it's, you know, it's a... It's a it's a battle for the dojo, you know what I mean? Different philosophies. You know, I can't get into much more than that, but it's like, you know, <laughs> it's it it it's a it's a triangle between Crease, Johnny, and 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 um um uh uh Daniel. I was about to say Ralph, but Daniel, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, so it's it's but it's really fun. Like a lot of action, a lot of cool stuff, very emotional, and just you know, it's growing pains for all three of those characters. It's really interesting. Yeah, so, when he entered in the dojo, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. like, I'm like, I oh, no. <laughs> oh, I, and no offense. I thought he was dead, actually. Right. I, I literally did. Yeah. yeah. In real life. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people did. A lot of people hadn't seen him. But, hey, he is alive and well, still looks great. 
doing his thing. I'm yeah, I couldn't be more more happy. Now with the success of Cobra Kai, the first season, are you looking at season two to market it differently? I know that YouTube has a lot of data and they're going to pr promote it their own way, but for you, you know, where it's your production, is there anything that you're looking at? Uh, to get it more exposure and to the right right people. Well, I think now because of the of like you said the success of it, now we can do more um, specificity with the with the with the audiences because a lot of people like it. So now you can have a you can do promotion that just angles towards women with with the girls. We have we have two our our Samantha character this year. She gets a rival and. On the uh, on the Cobra Kai side, and that girl is a monster. But it's it's two girls, right? Two two young ladies. So you can just use those characters in market to that to get more young girls to come watch it because you're gonna see girls that look like you that are doing this this huh, this this cool so stuff. Cool. You know what I mean? You also have you have you have the line with They're promoting different characters. Oh yeah, and and you could and you could touch different different um um demographics. You know what I mean? I'm learning those things now. Demographic, those kinds of words. You know? <laughs> a set a set of quadrants and things. <laughs> you know, but it's like it's 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 that you can you can target them more uh, specifically and really ignite just a certain area you know you can look at where you're weak and then go there with with men and boys we're golden like they're cobra kied out they love it so it's just grabbing you know more older women more younger women bringing them letting them see more of themselves in it you know what i mean and yeah. and, and and the growth and the and the the arcs of those characters and you know, these girls are dealing with so, love. So taking and the demographics before and before you actually writing the, the scripts for season two, you're like, OK, let's take a look at what we can learn from this. Mm -hmm. And you're, you applied the data and you're like, hey, there's a market here that we could actually hit. And it was like, how do we get more, you know, teenagers, yeah. teenage girls? Yeah, it's that, that that kind of thing. You know, you also want to there's a um, also with different ethnicities of people like, you know, making sure there's there's people of color in there just of all different facets, all of, you know, those kinds of things, bringing them so they can see a piece of themselves in it, because the truth is. High schools nowadays, unless you're in super, super rich areas, they're going to be very multicultural. That's right. And even in the That's super right. rich areas, there's a lot of super rich people that aren't necessarily, quote unquote, white. So you sure. get so many different ethnicities in all these areas. So it doesn't feel organic if there's not a different looking kid right. in the class, if there's not a different, you know what I mean? It's like, like you can't. It's not all black. It's yeah. not all Latino. It's not all white. It's not all Jewish unless you're at a specific school that is that. And even it's very rare. You know what I mean? So we wanted to make it feel real. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess organic is getting old, but that's the it's really that like where it feels natural when you see it's like, yeah, that's a high school. Yeah, that's, yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. What are you watching right now? Are there, <laughs> are there any series that you're binging? Oh, man. You know, it's so funny. I watch I watch a lot of different shows on TV. Majority of the shows I watch are like, uh, I am a Game of Thrones junkie. I have been. I've watched the first <laughs> episode when it first came out because I love period. History is like my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. So Me like, too. I just I just thought that show was so excellent. So I followed it. So I'm looking forward to this season. I also watch Ray Donovan. I yeah. love Ray D. <laughs> that is my show. Like, like I just, I love, I love those, those, those kinds of things. I'm a fan of Black Mirror because it's weird. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, okay, Yo. did you see Bandersnatch that, uh, oh my gosh. Come I'm on. watching that tonight. Dude, I'm telling you, it's like, 
off the charts good. I, I it was like literally a rabbit hole for four hours. Yes, it's a choose your own adventure. It's a choose your yes. own adventure. Right? And and I realized that's like old, that's like old school YouTube. No, right there. It, it is it is old school YouTube. It's like uh -huh. it's so amazing. But I I realized that each decision had like so many different paths. Like yes. I, I I lost like four hours of my life, but it was worth it. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's like my video game that I've been binging since I've been home for three weeks. Red oh. Dead, you know. Yeah, so I yeah, always I make just, sure I do the I right thing. I just started that. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. One of my let me one of my favorite genres of film, westerns. I don't sure. I love them, right? I love them. I lo any western that comes out, I go you watch. Like John it. Wayne? Oh, I grew up watching because <laughs> my, my dad, my dad would watch um, John Wayne, but he loved Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. So I got a lot of Clint Eastwood. Oh, the sure, outlaw sure. Josie Wells was my dad's one. He loved that. I was more good, bad, and the ugly. But he was like, I have noticed that most of those storylines are very similar. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're all like they're, they're all the same. same. They're all the same. so good. Oh but yeah, it's just you just you just love it. Like I think I think my 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 favorite will. Again, Young Guns, I love that series, but I'm telling you, that Tombstone, that's a damn, charts. that's a damn Western. That's I love right. Sam Elliott too. Yeah. I like, I just, I just, <laughs> it was just great. Kurt Russell, one of his best performances to me. Like, I'm into in, into Western. So that game is like, <gasps> I'm just having so much fun. I just, I, I love it. But it, that one is, you pick your like the way you act is how the world reacts to you you know so i'm trying to be i'm trying to be as good as possible you know what i mean okay. so because and, and it's so funny you're riding through towns they say hey partner how are you today? <laughs> so, you know what i mean but if you're a villain they're like hey get away from me it's, it's so funny <laughs> so, I, i'm not that guy that goes around punching people for no not, not at all not me even though i know i can <laughs> um are you more of a Fortnite guy or a PUBG guy oh man i would you know what my cousins and everybody, they would kill me if I didn't say it. So it has to be Fortnite because they all, all day, like big, big on that. And now my daughter, she's six and she wants a Fortnite party when she turns seven in March. And I'm like, babe, That's really? Amazing. She's like, yes, daddy. Oh my, I'm like, wow, that game just took over the world. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. It's really interesting where entertainment's going, especially for the younger generation. It's like. You know, you have platforms like Facebook and so on. It's just like my my kids will never go on Facebook. It's right. like, no, it's like that's where old people go, yeah. you know, and, and then now they're focusing in more with, you know, TikTok and, yep, you yep, know, yep. like like uh, uh, Instagram. Where do you see like the entertainment for movies? Where do you see that going in the next 10 years um, to the big screen? And this is what I call the big screen right here. Your cell phone. That is the big screen. Every. Kids nowadays, see me, I still love theaters. I want to go and sit down and see the big- Get some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, right. I can get it right here, right? So everything is going to go here. I think eventually, you know, I think the movie theater experience will always be there. I think it's going to be in a lot less capacity in the 10 years. Like It, it's it can be, still come from the phone though. Right. I can project the, them to a big screen from the phone. There I it mean, is. But yeah. I really believe- that the cell phone, the smartphone has literally changed the world forever because all the content comes through here. So, you know, people are watching two and a half hour movies on their cell phone. I can't do it. I still use my iPad to watch mm -hmm. certain things like, you know what I mean? Because I just need, it gotta be a little bit bigger. Right, you know right. what I mean? For, for me, but the, like my, 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 my son and his friends and they shoot my nephews. They they can watch everything on here, and they don't have. Yeah, no even issues. if there's an 80 inch LCD screen right yep. there, like no, 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 yeah, they much rather <laughs> that. And you know, so so 
directors are going to have to get it okay with the idea that it's not this anymore, right? Where you got this big screen, you got, you know, it's like, it's going to be smaller. So now you can make different decisions with stuff. Cause you know, but the technology is so great. You probably can still have probably a 3d movie on your cell phone. That'll probably be available in the next couple of years, you know? Yeah. So, you know, but I, I just really yeah, think like VR goggles. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I just have this, like, I don't know the way I see the future. It's, it's more, um, choose your own adventure type mm-hmm. thing. I think gaming is so big. Yes. It's like the day that, well, no, can, there's, there's a lot of like, games that make more money than like, oh, no, it, oh, oh, God, the industry yeah. is like, like, like the industry is not even comparable. You're right. I mean, you can't. gaming industry versus Hollywood gaming wins every time, but it's like the, this culture with uh, my kids and I'm even a gamer. It's just like, Getting to the point where you could go live in a video game. Yes. It's like um, I took my kids. There's a place uh, in in Linden, Utah mm-hmm. um, called The Void. Mm-hmm. And they do uh, just this whole virtual reality um, um, experience. You walk in and you have your own adventure. You kind of go through the whole thing. When my kids got done with it, they're like, could we live here? Because <laughs> it was like it was creating their own movie in their own thing. And I think. I don't know. For me, I, I think gaming and entertainment, the, the type of entertainment are going to come together. They I don't know to. if it's going to be Ready Player One style, but it's like it's coming very fast together. Eventually. I mean, I, I think it's going to get close to that. But I, I do too. I, I don't think there's going to be controls and all that stuff. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a cell phone. Again, now, this sounds a little you know, black mirror I guess, or crazy, but you're going to have a cell phone and you're going to have like a scan that scans the room. And you're going to be doing live action stuff like moving and punching and running um, by yourself in a room. I don't, I don't think you'll go to a place like that you mentioned. I don't think you're going to go to a, like a, a place to have a no, virtual experience. I yeah, actually think it's going to happen I, I, within the home. It's going to definitely be in the home. And mm-hmm. I, I think the whole thing is like my kids love Fortnite mm-hmm. and they, they're just on it the whole time. They would rather play Fortnite with their friends than go play with their friends. You know, right. I mean, that's, just, oh, that's just one of those things. Right. It's like, hey, we'd rather we'd rather do this. And so I see that more really converging. And and Fortnite's been a, a pretty amazing, <coughs> uh, you know, game that's able to really rally around the world. And they're mm-hmm. making billions of dollars. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's insane. You know what they're doing. But uh, do you see Hollywood and this conforming? One thousand percent. It's going to have to. That's just because you got to give the people what they want. And that's that's the new form of entertainment. I'm telling you, virtual reality is about to change everything. It really is. The second, and I've been I've been pitching this. It's so funny. <laughs> I, it's the second you do a virtual reality shootout for Bad Boys Three, and you get to be <laughs> next to Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett. Oh wow! And you're there, and Will turns around and says, "Listen, go over there, go <laughs> to that wall, cover up, and you bullets start flying." Just your heart is gonna start, like, like, cause your mind can't separate that shit. Like, hey, they're trying to shoot us. You know what I mean? It's like once virtual reality gets like that, it's it's gonna change everything. That's when people are gonna literally be stuck at home just all day, not doing anything. It's gonna really hurt our society unless you can work while you're in your virtual reality world. Cause you, you're so not it gonna, is Ready Player One. I, I really, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I really think it's going to get to that level, like. The way that technology is already, like the fact that they can put you in a world and everywhere you look feels real. And if you're on a you're in a car and it goes down a hill, your stomach drops because your brain thinks, I mean, come on, they're manipulating your senses and everything. Once you can master that, man, it's insane. So 
Again, I really do believe it's going to get that. And I think films are going to become more immersive because people are going to want it. You know, just they're going to want to experience it. Like that virtual reality, being able to sit on courtside at a Laker game. Yeah. Like, I mean. And you can sit with a friend that's halfway around the world. And you're, and it's, and it's literally the game. You're watching LeBron. You're watching whomever. Like, man, yep. that, that experience is going to be so visceral. Once people get a taste, they're not going to be able to let that go. You don't go back. You can't unring that bell. That's what we'll always say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caleb, thank you so much for coming in. And oh I God, really I do appreciate it. And, and honestly, I'm really looking forward to all your projects that you have coming out, especially Cobra Kai. Thank you. Really, really excited about that. Thank you for coming on. And thank everyone for watching this podcast. Uh, make sure you share this with your friends. Uh, this podcast is all about disrupting the world and you are the biggest person in the world that can disrupt the world by doing things a little bit differently than what the status quo is. So go out and have a very successful day.